Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, uh, Kathy. Um, here we are uh, uh, talking about uh, continuing hearing to hear God's voice, and this will be airing, I believe, uh, around the first uh, Monday of uh, February. So, uh, excellent. Uh, the sixth, and uh, so it'll be uh, interesting to know that we're headed uh, down the down the road on uh, the calendar of this year, and already you know, <laughs> getting ready to do February. So. Um, I know that uh, you said that your uh, Christmas decorations came down. Are they down all over your house or just in that room? They still? are down everywhere now. So as we're taping this, what is the actual date? January 11th. We had um, a big snowstorm come into New England uh, this past weekend. Um, we, Our house, we probably got 11 or 12 inches. Even just 20 minutes down the road, you know, at Kendra and Nathan's, they had 18 inches. You know, so a big dump around here. But... We madly prepared before uh, before the snow came in to even get the outdoor lights. So this this entire last week, pretty much what I did was on Christmas outside and inside and box things up and get it put away. And because if you don't do that in New Hampshire with the outdoor in particular, it could be snowed in there and iced on until April. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> We, we worked really hard, but all of Christmas is down. My house feels very normal again now. <laughs> yeah, and it ours, actually is kind of refreshing at the time, you know. Yeah. It's it, nice it's, to see the space it, back. <laughs> yep. Uh, we've uh, done the same, and, uh, you know, we had to take everything down. Our our grandson, Joshua, from uh, uh, Baylor, you know, is here uh, before he leaves. He just left, actually, yesterday, drove back. I was going to say, uh, he's bound to be headed back soon. Uh, right? But um, he, he uh, assisted... Uh, Linda and taking everything down and he nice he took all the trees down and uh, you know so we we've got the house right now is completely it's a lot of work right <laughs> it's a lot of work um, they uh, they actually spent uh, any in this way Joshua you know operates anyway because of the way he operates and things but he helped Linda label everything really well oh nice so that Typically, it's like, yeah, put it away and get it out of there. <laughs> and then next year, it's like, hey, what's in that? What's in that toilet? <laughs> right, right. This year, they identified where it goes and what's in there. Good, and, and so good. next year, it'll be easier, actually. Right. Uh, to pull it off. So that'll be fun. Um, so that, yeah, the house is is devoid now of any, any decorations. And Linda's praying about, does she do Valentine and or just skip to uh, spring and Easter? You know? Ah, uh, so, yeah. Well, we went from, you know, prepping for the snowstorm, getting everything undecorated, prepping for the snowstorm. And on the positive side, that also got us very organized in terms of everything was in tubs in the basement and up on the shelves and whatever, to just a couple of days after that, getting a torrential two to three inches of rain, which proceeded to flood the basement. Ooh. So that I, I'll need to send you just a little bit because we've we have mitigated this before. And so we have drains down there, but there was still just enough major warm up with all that rain and then all the snow that some areas of windows it was actually coming in in the basement sort of thing but anyway 
I'll send you a video. I have two really funny kind of videos of all of it. Fortunately, nothing was ruined because it was well organized and off the ground and whatnot. But I have a video of what looks like a waterfall in my bulkhead. I don't know if you guys have bulkheads in Colorado or not, but we have to have bulkheads here for access to the basement. And so literally water is just rushing down. It looks like a waterfall going down the stairs. Mm -hmm. And at the base of that, because we've had issues before, we have a big drain. So it's just rolling off and going straight into the drain, which is fantastic. But um, the other picture I have, which you'll appreciate, I call it me and my shop vac in Sherwood Forest because I'm amidst all the Christmas trees with a shop vac vacuuming the water underneath them. <laughs> so it was it was an eventful few days around here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, our house, uh, we built it in 2007 and um, the property we bought um, where we have Living Waters uh, Retreat Home is, uh, it's on solid granite. Um, and we wanted, we wanted because of the, the location with the view and you, of course you've been there and you've got the elevation yeah. Uh, is we wanted to what we call do a walkout so that uh, we our main level would be in essence the second level right and then we'd have bedrooms on the lower level and the, and the top level and then we would wind up you know with a with a walkout um, so it would it would wind up looking like from the front a two-story home but from the back from really the back, three. It would be three stories. yeah um, well you know, so we designed it and um, we were talking to the builder about, you know, are you, are you going to dig a hole, you know, for the basement? He says, no way. No digging in that said, granite. It ain't going to happen. You know, um, uh, you're just going to, in essence, we're going to pour a slab mm-hmm. and build the house from there. Oh, interesting. Uh, so uh, we built a three-story home. Uh, when we first built it, it was truly a three-story home, and uh, the front door, remember, is and you've done it. You walk up steps to get to the front right, door. Right, right. Well, um, the front door was was fourteen feet higher than the than the than the where the, the the slab was. Oh wow! And we had to climb a eighteen-foot ladder to get into the front door. <laughs> um, so then they just built up the land around it. Is that what they, they did? And then they yeah. took, because we have 35 acres, they took uh, dirt mm-hmm. and just from all over the property and took it from the road all the way up. So mm-hmm. now it would seem like there was a nice little slope. Right. Like a, like it was built into the side of a hill. Built kind into of. the side of the hill and they put the, you know, the dirt all around it. I just assumed um, it was, to be honest. <laughs> uh, and and so where we are, we really don't have a basement. So so when we when you talk about flooding, see we can't it can't even flood. It can't it can't right. flood. It's not possible mm. because of the of where we located and how it's right. done. Uh, we can't have a flood in in the. I mean, we could have if if our water tank you know breaks or something like that. Right. But, uh, but not from the outside. Yeah. Yeah. This was fast. We've only, it's happened a few times and we learned our lesson from the first one a few years back, but our water table actually rose um, several years ago in our area. And I think that impacted it. So we had to completely redo our drainage system and sump pumps and all of that because the water table rose so significantly in our area. Yeah. We will never be without water at our house though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, 
That's a good news, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something good about all of it. Our well will not run dry. <laughs> yeah. um, so um, uh, as we uh, are talking about you know, hearing God's voice, uh, we've talked about examples uh, that, remember, it's, it's clear, it's knowable. Uh, we, we have uh, wisdom and understanding from it. And it's equivalent to, you know, you and Dan talking, me and Linda talking, uh, mm-hmm. the four of us talking, is that you're, you're in dialogue mm-hmm. and you're asking questions and getting answers. And, and see, remember, because the Holy Spirit was resonant within us, um, we have that ability and he has the ability 24-7 to communicate with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we got to be able to hear what he has to say and it's not just, I'll seek his will for a few big things mm-hmm. and I'll take everything else. It's no, it's doing life in the privilege of as if we were disciples walking with Jesus during his three years. Right. They did life together. Mm-hmm. And that's why Jesus said, you know, up until now, when he's getting ready to you know, go to his death and resurrection, you haven't really had to pray because you've had me functioning in that way you have been praying but prayer is dialogue and you're listening mm-hmm. and we're with me he said well that's going to continue and that dialogue's going to continue so the privilege of that is life gets to be done under the leadership of god who can communicate to us uh it happens in his kingdom which we've talked about which means i've surrendered my will to his i've got to be willing to let him guide me as opposed to me saying, I got my own plan, would you bless it? Right, right. Um, and I'll see you later. It's, it's this beautiful thing. Well, we have this great story of David uh, in First Samuel uh, uh, 23. So if you would read it, I think it's verses 1 to 13. Sure. And, it, and what we're trying to do is illustrate, we've talked about you know, uh, Abraham, we talked about uh, Joshua, we talked about uh, Moses, uh, where they had dialogue with God, uh, and it showed how beautiful that dialogue was. Right, right. Uh, and it was personal; it was specific, and they could hear His voice. So let's talk. Let's see, let's walk through this story and see how that what that uh, has implication for us. Sure. Then they told David, saying, "Look, the Philistines are fighting against Kala, and they're robbing the threshing floors." Therefore, David inquired of the Lord, saying, "Shall I go and attack these Philistines?" And the Lord said to David, Go and attack the Philistines and save Caleb. But David's men said to him, Look, we are afraid here in Judah. How much more than if we go to Caleb against the armies of the Philistines? Then David inquired of the Lord once again. And the Lord answered him and said, Arise, go down to Caleb, for I will deliver the Philistines into your hand. And David and his men went to Caleb and fought with the Philistines, struck them with a mighty blow, and took away their livestock. So David saved the inhabitants of Caleb. Now it happened when Abiathar and the son of Ahimelech fled to David at Cala that he went down with an ephod in his hand. And Saul was told that David had gone to Cala. So Saul said, God has delivered him into my hand, for he has shut himself in by entering a town that has gates and bars. Then Saul called the people together for war to go down to Cala to besiege David and his men. When David knew that Saul plotted evil against him, he said to Abiathar the priest, Bring the ephod here. Then David said, O Lord God of Israel, your servant has certainly heard that Saul seeks to come to Cala to destroy the city for my sake. 
Will the men of Cala deliver me into his hand? Will Saul come down as your servant has heard? O Lord God of Israel, I pray, tell your servant. And the Lord said, He will come down. Then David said, Will the men of Cala deliver me and my men into the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, They will deliver you. So David and his men, about six hundred, arose and departed from Cala and went wherever they could go. Then it was told Saul that David had escaped from Cala, so he halted the expedition. Yeah. So uh, the context here, again, is remember, um, uh, David's been anointed as king by Samuel. Mm -hmm. Um, He joins through the experience with Goliath. Um, He joins Saul's uh, retinue and his leadership. And he winds up leading Israel to war. Right. Um, And over the, you know, a year or two, uh, the people recognize that David is blessed more than Saul. Mm-hmm. And they make a statement. There's a statement that, hey, David, you know, has wound up winning over 10,000 and Saul just small ones. Right, uh, right. Thousand, you know, and so Saul recognizes, uh-oh, um, looks like he is the one that's going to replace me. Because Samuel's already mm-hmm. told him, because right. of your lack of following God, you're going to be removed. Uh, right. Uh, and remember, and this is interesting. And he kind of sees the writing on the wall, right? <laughs> yeah, and this is this is an interesting, a little bit of an insight about something. Um, we we have what we what we do it call uh, end times Fridays, mm-hmm. and um, we've talked through, and we're talking more through uh, what is going to happen, how it's going to happen. Uh, but it is written that Satan is defeated. And the Antichrist is killed, the false prophet is killed, and Satan is, is locked up for a thousand years, released one more time, and then he's destroyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all said, it's all spoken. Well, Satan's perspective is, yeah, 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 I know what's being said. I'm going to try to mm-hmm. counteract it. I'm going to do everything I can to counteract it. I'm, gonna, I'm not accepting it as absolute. Right. Okay, well, Saul has been told by Samuel, God's replacing you. Yeah. Well, Saul's perspective is, I'm not going to let that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to do everything I can to maintain power. And if I see a threat, I'm going to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to, okay, well, then what would be the best way for me to exit? Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, if he would have gone that way. God would have said, okay, let me bless you and I'll show you how to make it really work well for both you and what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And it'll actually be good for you. But he says, I'm not accepting this. I'm going to try to fight it. And so just keep right. understanding that even when there's a prophetic word given, uh, particularly about what's going to happen to something, the people receiving it can can try to reject that and say, I'm going I'm to I'm going to try to counteract mm-hmm. it, including Satan does. Uh, well, so Saul's trying to counteract it. He recognizes David. Uh-oh, he could be the one. And so he kicks him out, and he says, I'm going to come and kill you. So he's chasing him all over. Uh, he winds up, by the way, by himself um, in, in cave, and he's hiding in caves. Um, his dad and mom and his family come and find him and give him some uh, solace. Uh at the same time, all these uh, the people that basically couldn't function in society 
uh, find out about him, and they go to this cave area. Mm-hmm. And God says, if you want to be king, be faithful in small things and train these guys. These are going to become your army. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he goes from being feeling sorry for himself to, okay, I got it. you know. And uh, he, tra- he starts to train them. Uh, uh, he's in uh, Moab. Uh, which is uh, where the king is, and he's, he's enjoying life, and uh, his family is with him. This is after he trains these guys. And uh, what's your will? And God says, okay, now you got to leave Moab, go back to the caves, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you what to do next. Okay, so they, they do. So they're hiding in caves, and there's about 600 of them. Right. Um, so it's big caves and probably a couple of caves near each other. Um, he discovers that... Uh, the Philistines have decided to attack Kayla, which is close to where he's he's hiding now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, it's a Jewish town in Israel. And David says, and he asks a question of God. Mm-hmm. Should I go and help the men of Kayla fight against the Philistines? Right. Um, now, Now, just think about how he approached it anyway. Did he say, well, because they're in trouble, I'm going to go help them? No. Or, yeah, I know they're in trouble, but we're not capable of really assisting them or it's going to put us in jeopardy. So uh, I know I know about it. I'll pray for that, but I'm not going to do anything about it. Right. He doesn't say any of that. He just says, well, what do you got to say about this? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, now... In the simple way, what did David understand? I can hear God's voice. Mm-hmm. I can understand. I can understand the answer because I'm asking a question, and He's got to tell me the answer, and I'm willing to mm-hmm. do the answer. So, what do you got to say? God says to David, "Go down and fight him." Right. And David said, "Okay, uh, got it." Goes to his six hundred men. God says we're going to go and save Kayla. And the men say what? No way. No way. (laughs) Uh, We're afraid of that. (laughs) This uh, does not make sense. Uh, We're not going to be able to beat the Philistines. And by the way, it's going to put us in jeopardy with Saul's trying to kill us. And none of this makes any sense. Mm -hmm. We say no. Right. Okay. Now, uh, and we talk about this a lot in abiding, and we talk about this with our study on unity. Um, we have a pretty significant disagreement. Right. David has heard from God. What he thinks he's heard from God is yes, and his mm-hmm. men are saying no. Okay, now, uh, because David also knew, because he writes this in the Psalms, in order for us to go together, mm-hmm. we have to have unity. Mm. Uh, now, he says, it's not going to do any good for me to argue the point with you. And it's not a debate. And I'm not supposed to persuade you. But I do know one thing is that we need unity for us to be able right. to follow God's will. And I'm not I'm not going to do this by myself. And I don't want you to do it by yourself. I know you disagree with me. So let's go back to God mm-hmm. and say, God, what do you have to say to all of us? given that we disagree. So, by the way, is it okay to disagree? Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really what you do next. 
Right. Uh, and in this case, uh, it's, well, let's go seek God, which they did. Um, and we're willing to hear what God has to say. And the cool thing is, did God mind that they needed confirmation? No. No. See, it wasn't like, well, hey, I already said that to you. Do it. It was, uh, yeah, I understand. I understand you have disagreement. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Uh, come on back. All of you come back and let me tell you. The answer is yes. I want you to go there. By the way, he tells them one other thing. I'm going to defeat him myself. Mm. You don't have to worry about this. I'm. Uh, you right. go. You're going to go to battle, but I'm going to be the one defeating them. You can trust it. So let's go. So everybody hears it. The men have, and by the way, David has been teaching them not only war and warrior, but teaching them how to hear God's voice and how to follow God mm -hmm. because he knew that we are going to have to follow God together and I got to teach you how to do that. Um, right. and, and so they heard it. Okay, let's go. And they go. They save Kayla. Um, uh, hallelujah. And by the way, they get to live in Kayla. Mm -hmm. So they're in the town. Which goes nicely for a little while. <laughs> it's, it's it's way better than caves. <laughs> right, exactly. So they're back in beds. They're back eating regular prepared food. They're mm -hmm. playing games. They're in fellowship. They're having uh, a, an enjoyable life once again. Mm -hmm. um, and they're enjoying being there, having defeated the Philistines. The men of Kayla and the women of Kayla are obviously happy that they're there and they want to take care of them. And they're thinking, this is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh oh, Saul finds out that he's there. And Kayla happens to be a city, uh, think of a city kind of with surrounded by high uh, mountains mm -hmm. that you can't just, you know, you couldn't just escape and go up out of the mountain. Uh, it, all you have is a, a way, one way in, one way out, a, through, a right. gate, through a gate. And Saul says, I got him. Um, mm -hmm. He's trapped. And all I got to do is get there. And he'll be defeated because he can't get out. Um, and he says, by the way, what? God delivered him into my hand. Mm -hmm. Okay, now think about that. Was that true? No. No. Did he ask God? No. So he's, he's being deceived in his mm. own way, rationalizing, hey, this is God doing this. But it isn't because he never pursued right. anything with God. He just convinced himself. And so right. a lot of believers can be deceived about, well, here's a circumstance. Mm -hmm. It must be uh, for me, and I'm going to assume it's for me, and it's from God. And they never asked. But we never right? asked because, because he wasn't hearing God's voice. He wasn't talking mm -hmm. to God. But he says, okay, I'm going after it. So David finds out, uh, okay, he's coming after you. Um, so now think about, again, what could he have done? Well, he, yeah. go ahead. Go I was going to say, he could have just rested on the assumptions. Well, guess what? You know, God told us to come in and take Kayla. God told us to be here. This is God's provision. So we're staying here and certainly he will deliver us again. Yeah, of course. And that, you yeah. know, that would be a, a very natural response would be to, to stay on that assumption rather than coming back and asking again. Yeah. Yeah, be, because God gave it to me, because I've defeated Goliath, because God has given us the ability to defeat the Philistines, uh, sure, of course, he'll deliver us. Right. Uh, and in fact, he could have gone as far as to use some of the promises that God had spoken on him 
to justify his response and not asking again. That's right. Yeah. yeah right. And I right. think that's something we need to be very cautious of. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know that and David writes this in the Psalms, God is my deliverer. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I can just stand on that, you know, and, and adore. Right. But, he, but David doesn't. And so he goes and says, OK, now that we're here, mm-hmm. I'm not presuming anything. I, I need to know what's next. So is Saul really coming? Mm-hmm. By the way, if God says, no, he's not really coming, he would have said, hallelujah, we get to stay. Right. Uh, yep, he's coming. Okay, uh, if he comes, are the men of Kayla going to hand me over even though I saved him and they shouldn't hand me over? Right. God says, uh, yep, yes, they're they going are. to. <laughs> uh, David, um, my will, my way of delivering you is for you to leave. Hmm. Um, I know you'd rather stay. Right. I know you know that I have the power to defeat them, but the timing isn't right yet. Right. Um, it's that not, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are yeah. not your ways. So my yeah. answer of deliverance for you is mm-hmm. you and your men got to leave. Go back to the, I know you're not going to like this, but you're going to have to go back to the caves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's my answer. Um, and trust me with it. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, how did God, how did David understand all that? God spoke to him. Right. Um, and he heard God's voice and he re- realized it was very specific. Um, I need to know a few things. What, mm-hmm. what do you have to say? Here's the answers. Here's the truth. And here's how to go and, and get going. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, because why? Well, because God knows more than me. And so think about mm-hmm. the beauty of it is that did the men ever have to hand him over? No, because they left and Saul stopped. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the question is, well, how would God know that? It never happened. Mm-hmm. And see, what God can do, and this is the beauty of listening to God's voice, is I can play out what would happen if you mm-hmm. stay on this course of action. Right. And I'm going to be able to tell you that that's not a good idea because there's going to be negative consequences mm-hmm. if you stay on this course of action. And that's why it would be really beneficial for you to listen to what I have to say. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I know what's around the corner. And I can see the outcomes of things that you might do if you follow this course. So uh, he heard God's voice. And it was a constant dialogue and unity of what do you want us to do now? Now what? What do you have to say now? And God gave him information and truth and guidance uh, and as an example. And see, it had to be knowable. Mm-hmm. It had to be clear. Right. And it was very specific to a specific situation. Right. And so he didn't just say, because of what you said, it was, hey, I know you're my deliverer. Mm-hmm. Yes. In this case, how would you like to deliver me? Uh, in this case, I want you to leave. Mm-hmm. Right. See, you see how it works? Yeah. Uh, is and it- I love, even as you described that, I think this passage in particular is such a beautiful example of how asking is the language of intimacy. Yes. It, the, the dialogue does not stop just because something's been spoken. Continuing to ask and continuing to bring new information and new things to light and not just sitting on what was in the past. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah, Heavenly Father, we're, uh, it, it is exciting just to listen to a story like this and to recognize how beautiful it is. The privilege of hearing your voice. You applied it specifically to a specific situation. Uh, David didn't go to general, didn't go to, well, I believe mm-hmm. you're my deliverer, so I'll just stay. 
rather, what do you have to say to me now? And I had to listen, and it was very clear, very specific, and you guided him to deliver him, not what he would have chosen, but mm-hmm. as, we, as he went down the road, he recognized how important that was to follow your will. And so we praise you that you have that specificity for us and that we can receive it in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much. Fantastic story. A good one just to dig into. If anybody wants to spend more time on that one, I think you could go for a long time really looking at all the implications and the beauty of that dialogue. Um, But if this brought questions up for you, send them in to us at questions at abideministries.com. We'd love to talk about it and look forward to seeing you next time. We'll see you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.